This is the Sunday morning message broadcast from Church of God Holiness in El Dorado Springs. As a glow from the Christmas lights reflects on each face, may the glow of His
your Bibles, please, to the book of 1 John, chapter 1, and we will get there in just a bit. The beginning of the story of God's relationship with the world is found in the first verses of the Bible, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And now it tells us the process of how that happened. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. So right there, the story starts with the world in darkness. Before God steps into the story, everything is darkness. And this is the way the story starts for all of us as well. Our lives are formless and empty and darkness covers us. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2, See... Darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. Psalm 51, verse 5, Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. You know, in darkness, things can get confusing. Things look different and strange. I grew up in Mission, Kansas, which is, you know, one of the smaller Kansas City suburbs, sandwiched between Kansas City, Missouri, and then the or Kansas City, Kansas, and then the richer suburbs farther south. And we lived just off a street called Johnson Drive in Mission, Kansas. And that was where the grocery store was, where the gas station was, where most of the stores were that we went to were on Johnson Drive. And a mile or so of Johnson Drive was lined with stores, offices, auto repair shops, little strip malls, restaurants. Um, We drove on Johnson Drive on the way to school, on the way to church, I was probably on Johnson Drive 9 out of 10 of my days growing up, probably more than that. To me, Johnson Drive was like 54 Highway is to most kids growing up in El Dorado. It's the main road in your life. And one of my most vivid memories, though, of Johnson Drive was on a night when an ice storm hit Kansas City when I was a teenager. It was a pretty severe ice storm. It was early October, so it was kind of unexpected. And and, uh, it knocked out power for about two or three days in our neighborhood, all the way across our neighborhood the power was out for several days and uh, for quite a distance around us and I remember that first night that the power was out we drove down Johnson Drive and nothing was lit up there were no street lights no lighted storefront signs no lit up parking lots no working traffic signals and since it was really cloudy no moonlight the only light came from the headlights and taillights of all the cars And then from the flashing lights of the police cars that were parked by all the major intersections because the stoplights were out, so the police officers had their cars parked with the lights flashing and those orange traffic wands on their flashlights directing traffic through the intersections. And so it looked like something from like one of those end-of-the-world movies, you know, Um, post-apocalyptic kind of thing where the, 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 the city had been destroyed and now the, you know, emergency was in effect and... And so driving down Johnson Drive, I probably could have driven that road with my eyes closed. But driving down it with the power out looked so weird and so different, I could hardly even tell where Knoll was to turn on Knoll Street. And, I mean, I mean it, was, it was just so bizarre looking in the dark. Things look different in the dark. When you're living in darkness, it's hard to see where to go. It's hard to see things for what they are because... This world can be a dark place, let's face that. And the darkness isn't just in the world around us, the darkness is also rooted deeply in our hearts. And some of you might be thinking, no, Jim, Jim, people are basically good, it's our upbringing or our environment that makes us bad. 
Well, according to Disney movies, you're right. But I once heard someone say, your real character comes out in the dark. In 1977, there was a blackout in New York City, and there uh, been a lot of New York City blackouts over the years, but this is one of the worst ones. And there were thousands of businesses looted and burned. There were looters stealing from looters in the streets. Uh, knife fights broke out in the streets, some shootings. Even some people who otherwise wouldn't have stolen a pack of gum from a gas station were arrested for looting during this blackout. Because in the dark, it's easy to hide what's really happening, right? And it got so bad that the city developed an elaborate plan for how to handle blackouts, and there's been several since then. But when there was another blackout in 2003 in New York, they mobilized every police officer, firefighter, and a National Guard unit then the city was locked down. Ten million people under lockdown. And uh, those of us in Missouri would say, well, that's the police state. But if you lived in New York, believe me, you'd be grateful for that lockdown at that time because of the history that New York has with blackouts. And now you might say, well, those people in New York are just worse than we are. No, 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 no. Look at the police reports in our town. When you're off in the woods... When you're out where you don't think anybody will see you, that's the best place to cook meth. That's a free tip for you if you want to start in the drug trade, okay? When you're in the dark, when there's the cover of darkness, our true character comes out. Because without the threat of severe consequences, there's a darkness in our hearts that responds to the darkness in this world. And if you're honest, you realize that in the moments when everything is quiet, when the distractions are gone, that you're no exception. We all started out in this world with darkness inside us. So in the creation story, everything starts with darkness. But then, God says, let there be light. And right there at the beginning, there's a little glimmer of the hope that's going to come. And over the next several thousand years, that's how it goes. The history of God's relationship with His people. There are people lost and wandering in the dark, and over and over again, God steps in. Psalm 107, 10-14 Some sat in darkness and the deepest gloom, prisoners suffering in iron chains, for they had rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled, and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the deepest gloom and broke away their chains. But the tension is always there. God steps in and brings light in dark places. But his people keep turning away and once again are lost, wandering in the darkness. And then God begins to hint toward a plan for something big. In the writings of the prophets in the Old Testament, a theme starts coming out about a great light that is coming. And then Jesus is born under the light of a brightly shining star. And He lives His life teaching us how to live walking in the light, coming as the true light of the world, but after one momentous week in Jerusalem, all hell is unleashed. The greatest assault of evil and darkness 
in the history of the universe centers on this man Jesus, the light of the world, walking around in a human body. And in the cover of darkness one night, he's illegally arrested. Through the darkness of that night, he is illegally placed on trial three times. He is beaten, spit on, mocked, and then early in the morning, he's condemned to die. He's nailed to a cross. And then, with all the darkness of hell unleashing its fury on him, Matthew records this moment at the turning point in all of history. From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness came over all the land. Jesus is hanging on a cross. The light of the world shrouded in darkness. Evil having its greatest party. The eternal struggle between light and darkness looks lost. The darkness in this world is complete. The darkness in our hearts has no cure. Our addictions will strangle us. Our sin will condemn us. The light of hope is gone. But Satan didn't realize that the death of the Son of God was the deep darkness just before the dawn. All the voices of the prophets echoing through the centuries were leading to this moment. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Isaiah 60, verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and His glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Isaiah 60, verse 19, The sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you. For the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, But for you who revere My name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in His wings. And then John's Gospel takes up the theme, In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. That true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. And then, Early on Sunday morning, the forces of darkness lose the battle. The stone in front of Jesus' tomb is rolled away, and light comes leaping out of the tomb. Announcing that this Son of Righteousness has risen, and He brings healing for the darkness in our hearts. Light has won. Jesus has risen. There is light for the darkness in this world. There is the promise that Jesus' resurrection power will one come and make the whole world right again. That the same power that raised Him from death will one day come and make all things new. And that the God who created light will one day create a new earth where the Lord will be our everlasting light. Amen. And in the meantime, sometimes we have to deal with the darkness in our world. But there is light for the darkness in our hearts. The choice is placed squarely in our hands. John chapter 3, verses 19 and 20. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. 1 John chapter chapter 2, verse 9. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother 
is still in the darkness. Verse 11, whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded him. In the light, you see things how they really are. This can be scary because we're ashamed of how we really are sometimes. So many of us never actually come to the light. Even people who come to church. We'll sit through an uncomfortable sermon on Sunday and some of us will squirm and try to get as far away from Pastor Joe as possible. Did you know that we have to reposition all the chairs in this room every few months because all of them scoot back over time from y'all sitting in them? Did you know that? Now, I'm not saying all of that has to do with us being afraid of the light, but maybe some of it does. We sit here and we sit through an uncomfortable sermon from Pastor Joe and try to scoot out as quickly as possible when church is over so we don't have to talk to him. And then sigh with relief when it's over and put it out of our minds as quickly as possible. And we might say, yeah, I go to that church over there and I pray all the time. And call ourselves Christians, but we never actually face the darkness in our hearts and ask God to shine His light in and show every dark, shameful thing for what it is because that's scary. It's like somebody developing all the symptoms of a life-threatening disease, but continually refusing to go and get it checked out. Some of you are that way. Some of you have some people in your family that are that way. Don't want to go to the doctor. No matter how bad the symptoms get. And sometimes, and there was a very tragic case of a young woman who went to, when I was in high school or probably junior high, very tragic case of a young woman who went to a Christian school who was one of our sister schools that we played against in sports all the time. And they didn't believe in, in going to the doctor. Um, they, they had a chiropractor that they, they liked, and this chiropractor kept telling them, no, you need to go to an actual doctor. They said, no, we're, we're just, we go to chiropractors. That's what we do. And this young woman died because through a treatable disease, um, they refused to go get it checked out. They refused to find out what the actual problem was. And you know, in our lives, that's natural. Sometimes we're afraid to find out just how deep the disease goes. We're afraid to find out how, just how deep the darkness in ourselves is. We're afraid to see the ugly truth of our own sin, our own darkness. We're afraid of the dark, but we're also afraid of the light. Psalm chapter 107, 10-12. Some sat in darkness in the deepest gloom, prisoners suffering in iron chains. For they had rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. So He subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. And we blame this darkness in ourselves on all the darkness in this world. We want so badly to believe it's not our fault, that there's nothing we could do because this world is such a dark place. But Jesus has already won the battle. John chapter 8, verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, He said, I am the, what class? Light of the world. Whoever follows Me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The world may be a dark place, but we have to realize that darkness has no hold on us if we come to the light. I told you we'd get to 1 John chapter 1 eventually, and we're there. 1 John chapter 1, starting at verse 5. This is the message we have heard from Him and declare to you. God is light, 
In Him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with Him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. What a powerful verse. That verse right there is something that you can hang on to no matter how dark the world gets around you. Um, This week I spoke to a man who had some severe mental problems. I wanted to talk to a pastor, and so I went and talked to him. I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, But he had some severe mental issues. And just, I mean, I won't go into the details because that would be kind of breaking his confidence if some of you might happen to know this man. But so confused in his mind and in his emotions of, of the messages that he's getting from all these different sources reading his Bible, trying to understand, believing that he is possessed by the devil, that he is the devil, all these things that he uh, just trapped in this horrible, swirling darkness. And I sat there with him, and I am not trained to counsel that kind of, that kind of uh, mental disability. And I, I, I told you know, those that were involved, I said, this is, this is beyond what I'm qualified to do. But here's one thing I do know. We all deal with Believing the truth or believing the lie? Of, of accepting the light or accepting the darkness? And this verse right here, I, I said, have you confessed your sins? And he's like, well, and he went through all this confusing stuff. I said, no, have you confessed your sins to Jesus? And I said, right now, out loud, can you say to him these words? And then I led him through, you know, just a simple confession and asking for forgiveness. And so he did. And I said, now, according to the Word of God, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. And if that is true of you, the devil can attack you with everything he has. But he cannot touch you if you belong to the light. The darkness cannot hold you. Now, this man that I talked to, he's, I mean, he's got some difficult things he's got to deal with. And he's, I mean... There's going to be a lot of, you know, it, it's, it's just going to be tough. But what, what we can hold on to no matter how tough it gets in our, in our lives is this truth. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. It doesn't matter how much the devil, the Bible calls the devil the accuser of the brethren, right? The accuser of Christians. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're a terrible sinner, the devil wants you to think, oh, you're okay, you're fine, don't worry about it. But if you're a Christian, he accuses you. He says, you're worthless. You'll never make it. You can't do it. But God is light. In Him there is no darkness at all. If we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son purifies us from all sin. The darkness can't hold us anymore. Amen? Are you walking in darkness? Come to the light. I say, Jim, you don't know the darkness I'm dealing with. Well, I may not. I didn't understand everything that this man that I talked to yesterday or uh, Friday was going through. But I may not understand, but I know who the light of the world is. 
You may have been coming to church for a long time, but the darkness just keeps coming back and you're about to give up. Come to the light. Let Him shine His light into the deepest part of you, the darkest, most shame-filled part of you. Come to the light. If you've been following Jesus for a long time, if you're doing your best and you aren't perfect, but as far as you know, every part of you is surrendered to Him, just embrace His light. Just say, Jesus, shine Your light into me once again. I will do whatever You want me to do. Just show me the way. Just surrender in a new, fresh way to Him today. Come to the light once again. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank You for Your light that came into the world. In You is light, no darkness at all. I thank You that Your light is victorious over everything that we're facing, victorious over our sin, our past, our imperfections, our foibles, even our disabilities and our addictions. Your light can overcome all of that. Lord, we thank You for that light. Lord, would You help us this Advent season, this time of remembering when Your light came into the world as a human being to be close to us. God, would You help us to remember that this light is available in each of our lives as well. God, help us to come to the light. In Your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for coming today. Before you go, real quick, i got a riddle for you. What advice do you give to an ugly preacher? Preach in the dark. Right? Alright. See ya. You've been listening to the Sunday morning message broadcast from Church of God Holiness in El Dorado Springs. Our messages are archived at www.eldochurch.com or to order compact discs or DVD videos of the messages, call the church at 417-876-2200. Thank you for listening.